Chris Merrill, Joe Huizinga, Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. And I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Huizinga. Find us on the Graham, the Chris and Joe show on the Instagram. And Joe, I believe, posted some reels of puppies this week, which let me tell you, Joe. I approve. I posted you on there right before the Thanks, show. Thanks, mm-hmm. Appreciate you, that. You uh, wore some uh, choice gear to work today if uh, people want to find out why. I did. Check uh, out the Instagram. Those that have seen the KTAR.com page, too, where we have the live camera in the studio, I did. I uh, I found a, a Niners shirt that I had, mm. and I put that on because my uh, so many of my friends are in Kansas City, and then uh, the boss mm-hmm. uh, is a, a Chiefs fan as well. So I was trying to egg him on a little bit yeah. and then he wasn't even here so he that was you that was a donor uh, we got off the air yesterday and people that are unfamiliar you may not know this we'll get off the air and then uh, joe and i will go do our, our separate things and then we kind of text back and forth all night about stories that are breaking i mean we're, we're i think it's fair to say we're constantly on the alert is that fair yeah, we've All got right. dimmer switches. We kind of turn it down, but we stay in touch with what's going on. We like to find things that interest you. So I, I was watching uh, the snooze, and I ran across uh, this, uh, which was kind of a big deal last night. I'm not seeing a ton of conversation about it today, uh, but certainly it's it's made uh, mention. But I think it's a bigger deal than what, what it's catching right now. On count one of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of... The defendant, by the way, is Jennifer Crumbly. Does that name ring a bell? A little bit. She was the mother of the 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 mass murderer at the Oxford High School in, in Michigan, as my grandmother would say. Yeah, now convicted school shooter. Yeah. Guy. Voluntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count three, as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hannah St. Juliana, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. All right, so you get the point. She's guilty, 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 guilty. Now, interestingly enough, she's not guilty of... Uh, what would be the charge? Um, mishandling of a firearm or uh, not securing a firearm or something of that that nature. Basically, she is found culpable in the deaths of those students at the kids' high school. This is the first time ever that a parent of a school shooter has been held liable. And I thought about this case. I then thought about the Sandy Hook case. Remember how that all started? Because the kid went and got access to his parents' Firearms before he went and, and started shooting people, including kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe, if I remember that one correctly, too, he killed a family member. Um, and I just thought about this as a deterrent, uh, holding people accountable for their actions. In this case, it wasn't so much action, although there's more to that, and I think you're going to share with us here. It's an awful lot of inaction because the parents knew something wasn't right. So... The school had had told mom and dad, too. It wasn't just that mom and dad picked up on it, but the school had said, hey, uh, your son is drawing disturbing things. He's making searches here at school, looking for bullets, things like that online. We know that um, or we have deemed that he has a problem. You need to come pick him up and take him home. And mom and dad basically said, like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, he's good. And then mom's pushback at trial was, well, the school was just kind of lackluster with how much they pushed. And 
came out in the trial, like mom admitted, like, yeah, I could have come to get him. Work would have let me, you know, do that. And and we, we should have done that. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But one of the things that I think jumps out at me is not only did they have an understanding that something wasn't quite right, but also that they bought their kid a firearm, which seems not wise. If your child is having some difficulty in school, if they're having some social issues, if they're having some mental illness issues, and you're a parent and you're attuned to these things, then I can forgive you for not knowing what to do when it comes to how do I help my child, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's no manual. It's going to take you some time to figure this out. Like, I I will forgive you for not being an inherently great parent. Mm -hmm. Where I can't forgive you, however, is that you went, wow, my child has some some mental illness issues my child has some some social maladjustion uh that's what he wants a gun so we'll buy him a gun we'll buy him a gun that'll make things better and uh, forgive me if you did mention this um look i was was uh given a air rifle from my my parents i think i was like shoot your eye out with that 12 or 14 at the time um the shooter in this case was 15 so it's not like he was, uh, you know, becoming a man, turning 18 or or anything like that. Like 15 to me, hey, is a fine time to give somebody a weapon, but not when you add on the compounding factors of, well, school's calling. He He's being, you know, he's getting in trouble for yeah. making, you know, some disturbing drawings at school. He's searching for bullets online. Uh, but, hey, he says he wants a gun, so maybe if we get him a gun, that will make him happy and this will all be better. Perspective on this. Uh, I grew up in Michigan. As did I, yeah. I, I think Oxford is a little more populated area, though, right? I grew up in a real rural area, and I was... Deer hunting at age 14, I could go with my father, mm-hmm. right? I had to have a, a parent with me. And I think by 16, you could hunt um, on your own. Um, or maybe it was 14, you could hunt on your own, but 12, you could go with a parent, whatever it was. But we had to take a hunter safety course. That was one. Mm-hmm. And two, it did not, simply because you were, uh, simply because you had experience hunting and simply because you had a hunter safety certificate and or a, a hunting license, didn't excuse the responsibility of maintaining safe firearm practices. And I have real issues with what the gun is not being locked up. Two, again, if my parents thought that I was a bit unhinged, pops would not have left the firearm unlocked. Three, the practice in our house was I knew where the firearms were. I knew where the the ammunition was. They were not in the same safe, and I didn't have a combination of both. Right. I mean, it was those things were separate uh, because ultimately they felt an iota of responsibility over my safety at the time. Yeah. Prosecutors argued here that mom and dad didn't secure the gun, limit his or or limit the shooter's access to it. And at trial, mom basically just rolled on dad and said, uh, hey, it was ultimately up to him to ensure the gun was stored safely and securely. And she basically said she didn't know guns that well. Well, last I've checked. Ignorance, generally not a very good defense on trial. No, unless you're a politician, you can't claim ignorance and get away with it. Like if you're if you're ignorant of how guns work, maybe don't buy your kid one. So I feel like they're probably going to need some counseling to get through this little marital spat. Oh, well, she was cheating on her husband, too. Did I mention that? Going to need some more counseling to get through that spat. Also, I believe there's going to be some long-distance relationship there. Is it fair... The father hasn't been tried, though, yet, has he? That's coming up next month. I'm sure that'll go swimmingly. 
Is it fair to hold the parents responsible for the things that their kids do when the kids are at school? Uh, phone number is 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-5827. Do the parents share that liability? Are they culpable for what their kids do? And where is the line? Right. And I think this may be a, a bit of a unique case that had a lot of different things aligned. For instance, Joe, if you're if you get into a fight in the cafeteria, is it your parents fault? Well, we've seen a lot of school shootings. And like you pointed out, Chris, this is the first one where a parent or a guardian has been found guilty of what's happened here. And I think people are starting to figure out where we're going with this. And that is, are the parents in Gilbert at all liable for the behavior of their children, right? If their kids are under 18 and the parents aren't keeping track of them and the kids are beating the heck out of people or stomping them to death in the street, quite literally, are the parents of those violent goons at all liable? As we're seeing when it comes to the school shooting, the parent is sharing some responsibility. Is it different because there's a firearm involved and that firearm was provided by the parent? I mean, there are some caveats to this, right? 602-277-KTAR. Is it fair to hold parents responsible for the things that their kids do while they're at school? And if parents do share some responsibility for their kids' actions, is there a way that you and I as parents can avoid the orange jumpsuits? I'll see if you agree with some of the lessons that I've learned. That is next on KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I don't know if you want to call it Parenting 101 or what. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Heisinga. We've got the parent in the Oxford High School shooting in Michigan was just found guilty of manslaughter. Uh, mostly, I think, because she provided a firearm to her child. Obviously not to go on a school shooting spree, but she should have known that the child was having some social adjustment issues. And then she thought, oh, you know what will make him better? Let's buy him a pistol. Yeah, I think it's that. It's it's a, I'll say a mountain of evidence here. It's provided the gun, bought it for him. And then on top of that, it's he was making some disturbing drawings in school. He was looking up uh, how to buy bullets and things like that. And I don't think it was like bullets to go to the shooting range and things like that. So it wasn't just, hey, you gave your kid a gun, which tons of people out there do in the country. It was, hey, you knew that your kid had some mental issues, might have been depressed, might have uh, been talking with some people about how he wanted to carry something out like this. And you still provided him a gun. I I have a personal issue with the parents not working to get their kid help. I think that a lot of parents, if they recognize something is not right with their kids, it puts them in a very scary spot, to be honest. And listen, I've, I've poorly raised three kids, but I always did my best. And I and I I led with love first. Might not have always seemed like it when I was angry with them, but I led with love first. Right. So I have some personal issues with the parents not trying to get their kids help. And it's scary, and they're hoping the problem will just solve itself and go away. I get it, right? If I'm on a jury, being a bad parent is not committing a crime, right? That's not a, It's not criminal to not know how to parent and to be poor at it. 
Yeah, I think if you take any one of these things, I don't think mom, Jennifer Crumbly in this case, would have been found guilty. Hey, bought her kid a gun. Okay, lots of people do that. Hey, uh, kid had some some mental some issues. issues. Kid was, you know, making disturbing drawings in school. Okay, lots of kids do that. They don't go out and commit school shootings. It's all those things together. It's when you add them all up, you get the perfect storm here. And that's why mom was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Right. And that's where I feel like the, if I'm on that jury, it comes down to the negligence in allowing that kid to have the firearm when they should have been concerned with the other things. In other words, I'm not going to fault you for not knowing how to get your kid into counseling or, or feeling like maybe counseling isn't going to work or whatever. Like, I'm not going to fault you for that. I'm going to fault you for thinking that the gun would solve the problem. So what we, what we want to know right now at 602-277-5827 is... Is that fair? As a parent, you know, should you be held accountable or, you know, does it just, you know, lie, lie with your kids? Who should be held re- responsible or accountable if your kid does something out there? We're going to head out to Leslie in Phoenix. Leslie, what do you think? Should a parent be held accountable for something like this? Should be. I think, obviously, he's 15 years old, and he should be accountable for his behavior to some extent, obviously. But the parents, when, when the school told them he was searching how to buy bullets, she said... She told him he needed to learn how to do it uh, without getting caught. That's not <laughs> helpful at all. That's not what a good She was trying does. to teach him street smarts. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. right. But anyway, um, like yeah. I said, and as far as these kids that killed Preston Lord, they absolutely, their parents should, we're responsible as a parent to, to provide them food, clothing, a roof over their head, but also supervision. Mm-hmm. That's part of loving their your child is providing supervision. I agree, Leslie. And, and this is where I think you have to lead with love to start with, right? And I think it's sometimes really difficult, and I appreciate the call. I think it's sometimes difficult to do that. One, because, let's face it, we're all selfish. We have things going on, right? I got things going on. I can't always give you all the attention all the time. I have things going on. But I think if you can carve out a little time to show a little attention and interest in what your kids are doing, it goes a long, long way. You know, my parents were great at making sure we all ate dinner together at the dinner table. And I I love that practice. But let's face it, in today's two parents are working society, got three kids, and they're all involved in different after-school activities. Getting everybody together at the table every night is nearly impossible. Well, and you've talked. You and I have talked a lot about this, Chris, too, that there's also a difference between legal responsibility and moral responsibility, too. I guarantee you there's been dozens of school shootings or hundreds of school shootings where the parents are morally responsible, but they may not have bought the gun for their kid. They may have known some things, but it may not have been all of this or a, a prosecutor may not have been able to prove all of this. And my gut tells me. That's where we're going to land in Gilbert, too. I don't think we're going to find that there's this mountain of evidence. Hey, might mom and dad have known or might they have uh, been better off towards their kid if they had spent more time with them? Sure. What instance are you going to look at and say, hey, if mom and dad showed a little more love, a little more care, that something like this wouldn't have happened. But are you supplying the brass knuckles? Are you driving them to the in and out to to do the beating? Right. Did you know that there was something going on? That's a great point. Uh, let's do uh, Dan is in Mesa there on line one. Dan, should the parents have some responsibility or no? Uh, 
No, I don't think so. Uh, especially in this case, like there was a school official that could have searched the kid's backpack that day. That's true. And he didn't think it was a big enough deal to look into it. So if the school official didn't think it was a big enough deal, then why would the parents? You know, because they should backtrack and hit all these other school shooters' parents. I, you know, yeah, f- that's fair. I would I would push back a little bit, Dan, and say the 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 uh, school administrator. I think it was a principal, if I'm not mistaken, didn't know that the kid had just been given a gun, though. Right? If the school administrator had known that this kid was making these drawings, these violent, that's do I recall the story correctly, Dan? Are you and I on the same page here? He was yes, he, had, he had some violent drawings, and that's what got him sent to the principal's office or whatever. If the principal had known, like the parents did, that the kid had just been supplied with a new firearm, would he have then searched the backpack? Would that have influenced his decision? In other words, the parents had all of the information, whereas that school administrator did not. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. Uh, I mean, I got my first gun when I was a kid. My, you know, my parents got me mine. We've been outdoorsmen our whole lives. Um, yeah. I don't think that's too weird, but, you know, like I said, it's not like she gave him the gun and said, here, go to school. He took it out of the lock safe without anybody knowing and took it. To yeah, school. that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Dan, thanks for the call, man. Next up uh, in the volley. Joe, I love the volley. When you and I get to volley some topics back and forth and see what uh, how the other one reacts. Mm-hmm. So next up in the volley, how much is the smile of an innocent child worth? It's about $7, but not a penny more. You're going to learn about the price of joy next on KTAR News. The Chris and Joe Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I felt like it worked. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter, at Chris and Joe KTAR, at Chris and Joe KTAR. This is uh, when we do the volley every day. We touch on the other big stories du jour. Stories du jour or du jour stories. And we ask life's most important questions. And we'll tickle your brain bone a little bit. Here's some of the other headlines. Uh this one, uh, wait a minute, where's my important one? Yes, here's the important one. Uh, some Girl Scouts are looking at raising Girl Scout cookie prices, Joe. According to the New York Times, an increase in cost in parts of the country may surprise some cookie buyers. Mm-hmm. Girl Scouts are not immune to the rising costs of life. Of course not. And if you're like me, you've watched those prices go up over the years. But customers in some places are paying $7 a box. Ooh. And of that, the Girl Scouts only get... A small fraction. Most of that goes to manufacturing and then marketing of the Girl Scout cookies themselves. Is it worth it to give $7 to see that little girl smile when you walk out of Albertsons? It's not worth it to see the girl smile. Thank you. But I am That's a, all I needed to know. Pablo! I, oh. I, I am a dosy dough man, though. You are? Oh, yeah. Oh, I freeze those Thin Mints. I love those I, things. I used to like the lemon chalets. I don't know if they have them anymore, but yes, it is worth it. It's worth seven, yes. $7 for a, a box of cookies? It's for the Girl Scouts of America. I throw a temper tantrum when I see uh, double stuffs are up to like four and a half bucks. Yeah. I also, hate that. Also, the tag along... The chocolate with the peanut butter inside, Super too. good. I freeze those, too. Have you ever had a conversation with the Girl Scouts? I've done this, where I say, listen, I don't need the cookies. You're one of the guys who like wants to sit there and be like, I'm going to give you a civics lesson now. They're like six, Chris. Well, it's never too young to teach them, first. <laughs> just let, let them have the money and be happy. I just want to give them a fiver. Like, listen, 
I don't want to pay $7 for your box of cookies, okay. but I'd like to give you a whole $5 that your troop can have all of it. For nothing. I will. If I pay $7 for a box of cookies, they're going to get a buck and a half. You or are I can trying just give to give them, them a the $5. Civics lesson. Of course I am. I just want to give them a fiver. And they're like, we can't accept that. <laughs> Which is crap. I have never, wow, I have never seen anybody try to do that, and I didn't know they couldn't accept it. They can't accept it. They're like, that's against our rules. Well, yeah, what's your ulterior motive? Why are you giving them a five? I'd like them to have $5 and save myself two, and then I'll spend the $2 to go get some generic Safeway Thin Mints that are just as good. Some Hydrox. Hydrox are the bomb. I love those things. All right, what else is happening? All right. Uh, over at KTAR.com, our good friend Serena O'Sullivan over there, Maricopa County Recorder's Office, they're accepting applications. So uh, we're always running contests here in Arizona. If it's not the uh, overhead signs to uh, come up with the next uh, clever little saying up there, Chris, you know all those. I love like, the uh, signs. peas and guac. Oh, I, oh, they drive me mad. I love those things. So now we've got a contest. The Maricopa County Recorder has launched the I Voted Sticker Design Contest test so what i want to know from you is uh when you go and vote and you get the sticker yeah do you wear the sticker I give do, it you, to a do bum. you throw out the sticker or do you do something else and I give you it just to a said bum. you give it to a bum yeah because i and feel what like lesson does that teach the bum i want them to have an incentive to get off the streets because they probably don't have an address which mm-hmm. makes it very difficult to verify their identity mm-hmm. but if they've got that sticker maybe they feel a, a sense of self-worth something to aspire to and they go you know what I'm going to have a place to live the next time an election comes around, and I am going to be a productive member of society. I feel as it. though you're not being honest with me. No, I do. I wear the sticker. I love it. Do you? Thanks for calling me out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, I love wearing the sticker. Um, it's a little hokey, but I love wearing the sticker. Now, if they make it, uh, we'll I, see I'm what the recorder's office does. I don't want them to make it look a little, I don't want it to be too jingoistic. Well, hey, the, the recorder's office isn't doing it. You're doing oh, okay. it out there. I'm not doing squat. So I hate these contests. I'm I'm a mail in voter. I, I like uh-huh. to I like to mail it in when it comes to Communist. voting. Go ahead. Um, and they don't. I would like it if they sent me a sticker. I agree. Uh, they don't send me one. No, but it, they know I'm voting because they got my vote. It should come in the ballot. Like when yes. they first send it out, it should exactly. have a sticker with it. Or when I probably vote, afraid you're going to give it to bums. How about when I vote, they send me the sticker. Then that's how I earned the sticker. No, no, no. That's too much. No, we're not paying extra postage for your <laughs> sticker. Pablo, what do you do with the sticker? I wear it. That's one right. time I was proudly. Proudly. And yeah. then one time I had was wearing one in March. Yeah. People were looking at me funny. What had happened was what had happened was there was a runoff in my district and then there was a tie. So I was the only district voting that day. It was so weird. People were like, You voted today? I'm like, Yeah, I went to the polls this morning. Oh, so they thought like, oh, did Meryl walk by and hand you a sticker? Are yeah, you living on the streets? Thought. Yeah, okay. Very good. Pablo is OG, too. He loves to go to the polls, and he will vote in person. Prince Charles has the big C. Yeah, do we know of, of where yet? I heard they caught it early. It's in England. Buckingham Palace is not saying what kind of cancer, however. Okay. And as Joe pointed out, they did say that it was uh, caught a little bit early, but... Prince Harry is flying from California to England to see his father. And remember, they don't get along so swell. So this is juicy. Harry's kind of on the outs. He doesn't really get along with any of them. No. Just, they, uh, they shaved he, him he's right with off. Megan, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Why do you suppose Americans care so much about the feckless British monarchy? Oh, it's the royals. It's just, it's something special. It's, is it though? I, I don't get it. But any anything with the royals, I mean, the royal wedding, it's like how many millions of people watch the royal wedding? It's 
what I think it is, is America doesn't have it. So we we are just enamored with we're jelly? it. We, no, we're enamored with it. It's like, hey, we don't have that. But, oh, it's pretty ladies. It's regalness. It's There's a lot of things that come together. So you've got, like, wealth. We don't have it. And a little, little bit of jelly, maybe, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about the jealousy. I think we love the drama, the tabloidness of the whole sure, thing. Sure, of course. Uh, and I will say this too, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stand any of that crap. Uh, the paparazzi parked outside of a hospital to see what kind of an alien baby that they're going to pop out next. I don't care. I was in Chicago, eighth grade school trip, and Princess Diana was out there at the time, apparently. Uh-huh. And all the girls in eighth grade were like, oh my goodness, I want to see it. It's going to be so neat. And I can't. I just can't. I'm just like, can we just like go get some lunch or something? <laughs> like, like, cool. Okay. Like, I, like some bangers and mash, they please. They were running down the street to go to, see like, Diana. Try to see the car. I don't get it. It's like she's not going to sign an autograph That's for you. Give me a break. Right. Uh, Arizona, bad news here, Chris. Okay. Um, is among the states uh, where some people have come down with listeria. With listeria? I, I say listeria. Listeria? Okay. Do you say listeria? I don't know. I thought it was like wisteria lane, but just with an L. It's right? bad either way. Okay. So some cheese, some dairy. It's been recalled. Uh, we've got an outbreak. Does that give you intestinal dif- uh, issues? Is that right? Fever, uh, d- chills, muscle aches. Yeah, the bad times. Okay. I think it's kind of like a flu symptom. Nausea uh, and then uh, stomach trouble. Okay. Like a flu thing. So what I want to know from you, Chris, so obviously if you... Uh, if you ate some cheese or dairy here in Arizona, they did recall a number of products. So check online, KTAR.com, to make sure you didn't order from uh, one of these fine stores. And if you did, take it back. They'll take care of you. What is the sickest you have ever been oh, from my an gosh. item of food that you ate? Okay, so not like a not like an infection or something like that. Not You're talking like, about uh, when do you, oh boy. Yeah, not like you got the flu or anything like that. <sighs> like, like you ate something poison? and yeah. it, it went bad. I think I had some bad Pizza Hut when I was like in the eighties. Oh, pizza Hut's so good. I too. love Pizza Hut. I, listen, I've had lots since, but I think I had a bad experience of that one time. Dude. So I don't recall it. I don't. I don't. I don't have too many good stories on that. Pablo, you ever uh, eat anything that uh, did did you wrong? No, my stomach's like a steel trap, man. Uh, nothing that I ate, I can consume pretty much anything. Did your but... parents feed you a bunch of weird stuff when you were like what do you mean by, weird stuff? Like, Here, I've got some cheese and dairy like, for not you, Pablo. American. I grew up right. Latino. We, yeah. Right. So did yeah, you have, like was everything beans? But yeah, extra spicy. Did you have a lot of yes? Capsaicin? Everything was spicy. Yeah, everything was. Yeah. And do you crave that now? No, opposite. you're the opposite. Yeah. See, I'm kind of the other way, where I didn't have anything spicy growing up. My my father's the guy that complains the mayo is too spicy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Really? And the now, guy from northern Michigan didn't I, eat a lot of spicy stuff. Isn't that weird, That blows right? me away. I know, but I, I like to add a little bit. Now, now don't give me anything too spicy, but I want a little flavor. Good, yeah, it's stuff. always yeah. good. I want uh, a little flavor. I, in high school, though, I did, uh, not my proudest moment, but I tried some um, chew, you know, like tobacco chew. Uh-huh. Yep. Sickest I've ever been. Really? I, I started throwing up. Ten minutes later, I was dizzy. It was all over. It was all over. <laughs> and I, I never went back to it again, so that's the good part about it. There you go. All right. Uh, listen, sometimes going to work is like shark diving without a cage. You've all been at those jobs, right? You are going to meet two great whites of the office next on KTAR News. 
Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The Chris and Joe Show. And you find us on the Twitter machine, which uh, is a phrase I actually stole from one Bruce St. James who will join us here in a moment. Uh, Chris and Joe KTAR uh, on the X, formerly known as Twitter, which is still Twitter.com, but we call it X. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chris and Joe KTAR. As I mentioned, the great Bruce St. James, the uh, super great uh, Larry Gatos. In fact, I called you guys both uh, great whites. You are sharks out of a cage oh, uh, when the show Outspoken racial. begins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just kind of great whites. Great that sounds whites. racist. Great Whites, right? You are. <laughs> do you prefer Makos? I, 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 I don't know. I don't think I want to be known as Great Whites. So we were talking about this uh, this mother in Michigan. Her son yeah. was the shooter at the Oxford High School, right? Yeah. And then yeah. she was just found guilty of manslaughter, basically because her and her husband decided our son's having some difficulty. Let's give him a gun. That'll make everything better. And lo and behold, it did not. No. So bringing that, and because everything national is local, of course, you guys know that. So we thought. How culpable are the parents of these Gilbert goons? Are when we look at at, uh, at charges being brought against what is it twenty two arrests or something like that now, and we're obviously looking for charges in the Preston Lord murder case. How much do you think parents are going to share in any sort of liability? Not well, just accountability publicly, but liability. I, I'm not going to be a contrarian to be a contrarian, but I'm Go not. Ahead. I'm not really excited about the the Michigan ruling. Okay. Um, I think when you start criminalizing parenting decisions, you are uh, going down a slippery slope, if you will. And yeah. maybe Gilbert Goons is an example of. Okay, well, where does that end? Mm-hmm. Where is the? Uh, we can all agree. We think it's stupid to give a gun uh, to a 15-year-old who has mental problems. It's not against the law in Michigan. It's a, it's a bad parenting decision. The, the the news is full of people that make bad parenting decisions. We had the guy that left the 5-year-old in the car while he went in the bar the other day. Right. Parents make bad decisions. Is it criminal? And I think there's a I think there's a I I've, I have a a, a problem Making that as a linear argument. What okay. this jury said was for for the first time they found this this mom guilty here because they said yeah. not just uh, did did they know that the son had uh, mental issues, but then and, they yeah. they supplied him with the gun, and that's why she was the first to be found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. Now. But I, I think it's a leap. And, and now, will it, with the Gilbert goons, I you're going to have to show me that parents were criminally negligent in some way, shape, or form. So, Raising words, bad kids doesn't make you a criminal parent. In other words, uh, listen, uh, you guys got a problem with somebody at school, I'm going to take you. You know he's going to be in and out. I'll drive you there so you can take him out. Right? And I'm going to hand you sudden, the brass knuckles. Now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Now criminally sudden, negligent. There you go. All right, <laughs> there's the line. What if a parent knew that their kid killed Preston Lord and they didn't do anything about it. That's it's, another... But that's big, against the law, right? The question yeah. that we've kicked around is, is as a parent, there's moral <laughs> responsibility and legal responsibility. Yeah. I don't know if you're a parent, if you have to rat out or tell on your kid. I, I don't think you're legally required to rat anybody. Morally, of course, you should. But I think legally... Mm. Uh, uh, you know, they were all... If you know, in some way, shape, or form, if the police come to interview and... And you lie. You, you lie they, about it, or you they instruct your, your kid house to lie. and yeah. you destroy a computer. You destroyed evidence, yeah. Then you, you've That's obstructed a different justice, story, but I would not say. ratting somebody out isn't illegal. Yeah. Right. We'd like maybe you'd like for it to be in order to get to the bottom of things, and right. and I think we should publicly shame those people. But no, not illegal. But again, that gets back to: Are we going to criminalize bad parents? 
Are we criminalizing bad parenting decisions? Some of them which have led to death, but some of them just lead to inconveniences. I suppose that's why we leave it to a jury, right? Fair. We leave it to a jury of 12 peers, right? Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Bruce will try to sway them to his opinion. He'll say, you're all wrong. We're not leaving here until you do it my way. I don't care how long it goes. Well spoken with Bruce and Gatos coming up here at 4 o'clock. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, boys, have a great show. Take care. It's KTAR News.